Welcome to Libraries Out Loud, a podcast produced by the University of Buffalo Libraries. I'm your host, Omar Brown, evening supervisor in Silverman Library on the UB's North Campus. In each episode of the Libraries Out Loud, we'll explore connections between the UB libraries and the research, learning, teaching, and creative activities of our faculty, students, and staff. The focus of this month's episode is sustainability and the environment. To kick things off with some background information and an interview with an expert in this area, here is Brian Shijeki, an undergraduate education librarian at UB. According to EPA.gov, sustainability is based on a simple principle. Everything that we need for our survival and well-being depends either directly or indirectly on our natural environment. To pursue sustainability is to create and maintain the conditions under which humans and nature can exist in productive harmony to support present and future generations. Focusing on sustainability is not anything new. The first Earth Day was celebrated on April 22, 1970. Organized by Gaylord Nelson, the former governor and state senator of Wisconsin, it was created to teach Americans about conservation and the environment especially awareness with both. According to the National Ocean Service, nearly 10% of the U.S. population of the time participated, including colleges, universities, and public schools. Since then, Earth Day has become a mainstay throughout the United States. The University at Buffalo is no stranger to sustainability endeavors, encouraging multiple ways for the community to be more green in their everyday lives. In honor of April being Sustainability Month at the university, we felt it only appropriate to sit down with a person who holds sustainability near to their heart, and who perhaps has the longest title of anyone at UB, Jim Gordon, a recent retiree from the university libraries. Hi, Jim. How are you doing? Good, Brian. How are you? Doing okay. Very good day. Um, So Jim is going to be meeting with us today to talk about uh, a lot of different things uh, involving sustainability. But first, I want to talk with you about what your role was within the University of Buffalo Libraries. And do you actually miss it now that you're retired? Even in retirement, I'm still chair of the Professional Staff Senate's Sustainable Living Committee Subcommittee on Alternative Transportation. So I don't miss it because I'm still doing it. Uh, UV is a special place. It encourages retirees to continue participation. Um, and it allows me to maintain contact with a lot of friends that I've made and colleagues while I was working at the university. I had a feeling when you retired that you would still be doing it. And it's that's great to hear because you were ever present and you did so many great things for your colleagues. And um, it's just great to hear. Great to hear. So just to kind of get a little focused here, um, I have a couple of questions regarding just many different facets of sustainability. The first one starting with, um, personally, what do you think is the largest threat to the environment? And uh, if you wanted to talk about multiple threats that you're especially worried about, feel free. So there are multiple threats to the environment. Uh, There's local issues such as dioxin at Love Canal that keeps resurfacing. Um, City of Buffalo has problems with sewage overflows when it rains. There are plastic intrusions into the Great Lakes. There are many other sources of air and water pollution. Uh, Climate change due to global warming, primarily from greenhouse gases, is consistently pointed to 
as the large scale emergency that needs immediate attention? That is, that's a lot of different potential threats. So be that as it may, do you believe then that UB is environmentally sound and conscious as an institution? I do. I, I've been here was more than 20 years. And if you count to my student days going back to 50 years, and I've seen a, a gradual evolution and increased consciousness on part of UB's administration. When I look at the buildings that are dominating the North Campus, I see a lot of brick, um, no insulation, no thought was given to those buildings on insulation at all. Our heat goes out the walls so fast in those buildings. Um, and yet in the newer buildings that we built, uh, look around, you can see Griner Hall, you can see the pharmacy building, the new medical campus, Complete change in attitude. Uh, we have LEED certified buildings. Within the libraries, our recent renovation of a Silverman Library in Capon Hall, uh, a great example of how to transform an older building that really was not environmentally sound and make it LEED certified. It was quite a project. It's over an acre of indoor space that we've converted and made green. So yeah, I think the libraries and the university as a whole, big change over time. So is there anything that you do in your own life then to be more sustainable or environmentally friendly? Yes, um, I, everything about what I do, I chose to live in a walkable neighborhood. It's well connected by public transit and bicycle. Um, many years ago, I stopped taking planes and started taking Amtrak. I've never regretted that decision. Um, I'm a community activist. I'm a treasurer for a group called Citizens for Regional Transit, which is an organization that's dedicated to improving public transit for Erie and Niagara counties. Um, uh, I meet with politicians and local decision makers, uh, including Chuck Schumer, who is now uh, the speaker of the, yeah, I want to say speaker of the house, it's wrong, he's the Senate what is his official title, Brian? Senate Majority Leader. Yeah. yeah. If I were to have thought that three months ago that I would be talking with the Senate Majority Leader about public transportation issues, I would have thought I would be crazy and I wouldn't have believed it myself. And yet shortly after he became Senate Majority Leader, I, I got an invitation to talk with him was, and he's very much involved in these issues. So yeah, I do a lot about the environment. Well, that's great because that's such a shining example of some of the things that anybody could do to change the way that they live if they had a really strong stake in trying to be more, more conscious of the environment around them. So one thing that has consistently come up in a lot of the conversations that I've had and a lot of the research that I had regarding sustainability is the kind of divisive notion of is sustainability and thinking green synonymous? So in your personal opinion, what do you think about that? Well, to me, there's an over, uh, a lot of overlap between the two terms. When I hear the term sustainability, it implies to me that it involves long-range thinking, long-range planning, uh, how to set things up for future 
uh, so that when you're thinking green, you're keeping a mindset that every single action that we take, no matter how small it is, has an effect on the environment. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you on that. And uh, it's just always wonderful to hear from somebody who has a good perspective, a very sound scholarly perspective on the situation just because you live it. Uh, when you were working in the libraries, did you try and spread a green message, so to speak? Or do you feel like if you do that, it might be imposing to some people? At UB, I have never felt that we were ever imposing on anybody. Um, I'm very proud of the UB libraries for a bunch of reasons. Uh, personally, uh, the I wanted to put on a film series, a sustainable film series, with the help of Lori Wazinski, Mike Kankowitz, and Carlin Chase. We were able to identify films that we held in our collection that had screening rights with them. So if you want to put on movies and you have an audience, you have to have legal screening rights. But we have some that have that. So then I asked our library's administration, my bosses, whether or not I could put these films together into a themed film series, an environmentally themed film series. And they not only gave me a green light, but they gave me lots of encouragement. Our library staff, our librarians are involved locally and nationally on the environment. Uh, locally, we have uh, Janice, who chairs the, uh, the Professional Staff Senate's Sustainable Living Committee. We have Fred Stoss, who chaired the American Libraries Association Sustainability Roundtable. But we have people on our staff that exemplify the very idea that every citizen, what you say, what you do matters. People will respect you. People understand that if you work for a student at UB, you probably know what you're talking about. And it's amazing how respected UB faculty, staff, and students are in the world. For sure, it's a, it's a worldwide thing. You, you go to UB, you teach at UB, you work at UB. People tend to listen a little bit more. All right, well, thank you, Jim. I really do appreciate you sitting down and talking with me and uh, I wish you all the best. Thanks a lot, Brian, and best to you too. Next up, we have Nicole Thomas, another undergraduate education librarian from the university. She will highlight some sustainability endeavors libraries can embrace, as well as remark upon strategies our libraries employs, as well as the university as a whole. Here at UB, the libraries are not only directly involved in the push for sustainability, we're also working with the programs and members of the university community. When the Silverman Library in Capon was renovated, it became a green building and LEED certified. LEED stands for Leadership in Energy and Environmental Design. It provides a framework for efficient and cost-saving green buildings, and to receive a LEED certification, a project team must demonstrate compliance with all mandatory requirements. Under the LEED rating system, Silverman is certified silver. This is due to the use of recycled building materials, reused fixtures, and existing spaces and installation of systems to improve air quality and reduce water use. And back in 2017, over 1,000 items from the UB's Green Library, formerly housed on South Campus in the UB Green Office, were added to collections in Lockwood and Silverman Libraries. 
This collection consists of periodicals, books, and media, which cover sustainable lifestyles, environmental politics, green energy, and more. Library faculty and staff are also on the front lines of the sustainability effort. Some library colleagues are serving on the Professional Staff Senate Sustainability Committee and working with other organizations locally and nationally. But you don't have to serve on a committee or don a hard hat in a building renovation to make a difference. Remember, starting small can make an impact too, and many in the UB Libraries community are taking part in their own ways. A recent survey of the UB Libraries community found that 38% participate in a local produce share, while some even shop locally at farmers markets and the co-op. 25% are involved in a walking club or challenge. When recycling clothing, 94% of respondents participate, one saying they buy only from thrift stores or ethical and sustainable companies. Many others responded they curb clothing waste by rotating through their current wardrobe and donate an article of clothing when purchasing new and never from a fast fashion company. The Buy Nothing Facebook groups also got a shout out as some respondents regularly give and take items from the group for themselves and their children. 70% donate to local food banks and pantries, and one respondent donates money to food banks. Very efficient. 33% said they give away plant cuttings or participate in a community garden. Finally, when asked if they participated in some kind of material recycling program, the majority of respondents say they have attended events to recycle electronics and furniture, while the runners-up are composting. Recycling of materials appears to be the habit that most in the UB Library community are involved in, and some specific ways they reuse and repurpose is saving vegetable scraps to make stock for soups, checking out materials from the public library, which in itself is a sustainable and socially equitable act, and of course, patronizing local businesses. If you can identify with any of these sustainable habits, you too are helping to improve the environment we all share. And that's really what this is all about. Collaboration and everyone doing what they can, no matter what size the effort. By fostering these habits in our own lives, we can bring the same values into the workplace and keep our library green for all those who use it and for many years to come. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Libraries Out Loud. And stay tuned for our next look at UB Libraries on campus.